0: Hey guys, guess what time it is? It's creepy time! And that's exactly right. It is true crime and creepy time. My name is Rainy Gidry, and I'm your host and moderator. Good afternoon, creepy crawling friends. My co-host, aka Rainy and Nicole. Well, let's say hello to our creepers. Hey creepers, we love you guys. All of- How are you guys? This story we're telling y'all today, this is a little creepy, crawly, um, a little odd, so good. Had no idea this even existed. You've done some of the research, right? Okay, Nicole has it, so. Her reactions are, I cannot wait to sure. hear. You. I almost wanted to message you earlier today when I, like, when I was researching this yesterday and was like, I want to do one where you tell me the story and you get my blind reaction on a story like this because yeah. th- this a little out there. Back and Addie. so True, cool, but out there. You, you. If you are on, please tell us hello yeah, so yeah, I can shout hey, you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Woo! So I only see two people, and I want to shout y'all out. Oh, Casey's on here. Mickey's been waiting for this thing, yeah. Exactly. Here. Let, let's be real. Mickey's like our top fan, and I'm well. Just, I think it's a, I think Danielle. it's a combination between and and yeah, yeah, yeah. The hurt and they're top fans. I think that they uh they battle each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the if you want to be called a top fan, people get to it. So, let's let, start chatting. You ready? Yeah. Are you ready for this, Nicole? Cause I'm so ready. Okay, so last week, we were talking about, like, things from Louisiana and Louisiana folklore, and um, one of the things definitely in New Orleans, I don't know necessarily up around here, but definitely in New Orleans is voodoo. Do you believe in voodoo? I um, do. Jessica Skeptismo, do you believe in voodoo? I think, especially down here and in New Orleans, in this area, like, the voodoo is real, real. You <laughs> have to, like, circle back to that question. After hey, Jessica! Well, yeah, like, Preston, uh, yeah, Jessica Preston, we, um, we gotta talk to her, too, because mm-hmm. she has some, some crazy she stuff. She has stuff too. that happened. He's one of your friends that saw the the Oogie Boogie Man, whatever he's called. The R- the, no, the Ruggle the Root. Roo- 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 Roo. Jessica, no, but I'm gonna get my friends who did see it. We're gonna get, um, I'm gonna gonna need, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that. Verification. Verification. Jessica Preston goes to, um, the Myrtles all the time and tries to see stuff. So she's one of, she needs to be a guest. She needs to be definitely Uh a creeper guest. Yes. Yes. And she has stuff that she has little tidbits to haunting uh tidbits to tell us about the area too so yeah she's definitely a guest so so Jessica even after you research this you don't believe in voodoo i am i want to okay. say but i'm way more towards no okay and i'll tell well, you well, why give, when i get there. okay let let me give y'all some history on voodoo on louisiana voodoo okay so i like to think of the louisiana voodoo it like uh Jambalaya religion, like it's a mix of of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it has the West African religious foundation based in Catholicism, based in Haitian Voodoo. Okay, That's, I'm a teacher. That's what I do, <laughs> Jessica. I educate. Continue on with your education, my edu- okay. So educate. So. And they worship different deities. So like, and I'm not even going to attempt to try to say who the major gods are because they all crazy names and I'm not even going to try. But, so their belief is that the spirits of of the dead play a prominent role in their religion. Right. And the more contemporary practitioners or It's more like an ancestor worship for them, like okay. recognizing their ancestors or those who came before. Now, I know we've talked before about the gree-gree, right? Like, you, when you think of voodoo, you think about the little voodoo dolls that you can put... Getting the gree-gree put on you. Right. <laughs> I can't roll my oars. And we've also said that our principal has some gree-gree in her, on yeah. her, because... She's had a rough three okay. years, so maybe we're on an Indian burial ground or Native American burial ground, or maybe a voodoo circle. Who comes off in the back like a hell? No, I'm not gonna say. That's that. why the, the rougarou was looking. Was there because the roo the rougarou, is doing voodoo stuff down the Cocoa Road. They they call him. You might be one of their deities. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> Put your pieces together. Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, this is a puzzle and you seem to have solved it. So, here in Louisiana, most of the slaves that were here, in, that were brought to Louisiana, were um, from the Congo. And that's also a part of uh, the colonists. So, it's kind of like, the slave in Africa. What they were bringing from West Africa, mixed with the Catholicism of the French settlers here in Louisiana. Okay, So that was like the perfect combination of voodoo. Right. And Haitian voodoo, which in the 1800s, there was a, a revolution in Haiti, and most of the people who flee came to Louisiana. But they had their own style of voodoo, and so they brought oh. their stuff. Now, the reason why it got a bad name or whatever, it's it was secretive because you know there was laws for the slaves to to number one gather together,
1: and ah. number two to
0: practice their religion, right? So to meet and practice their their religion in secret, so that's where the secretive of the voodoo king because they couldn't be out in public. If mm-hmm. information coming, I'm loving them. So they would gather and practice their own religion. Now, people first think of voodoo, they think of the voodoo priestess, Marie Laveau, mm-hmm. and the voodoo priest, Dr. John. Okay? But mostly, um, like, in popular culture, when you think about voodoo, you think about snakes and spells and the witchcraft yeah and the devil worship right because now that's more of the influence of cuban santeria they invoke the spirits of dead people or oh that's when the dead is jumping in your body right like they would invoke their spirits and then also when i think about voodoo have you ever watched the skeleton Key? Yes which was filmed down here at the Ordorn plantation with Kate Hudson. And so whenever I think about I think about that movie and how they take people's bodies Mm -hmm. and get into the bodies. I don't watch nothing scary like that people. Jessica, it's not scary. It's Let's, let's let's back up for one hot moment. This might be why I'm more skeptical because I don't watch things like that. So, I don't get uh, it filled in my head. But, like, something like with this case, Jessica, I mean, how can you not, you can't just say, oh, it might be this." Oh, my God. I cannot wait to hear this what? case. Okay. So, now that you got your background on voodoo, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you about the case. Okay. And, Jessica, you come in whenever you got something. I'm I'm listening. All right. So, Zach, the murder-suicide of Zach Bowen and Addie Hawk. Now, Zach was born in May of 1978, so he's my age. How old are you? You're two years older than me? How old are you? I am three. I'm 46. Okay. And I'm 43, so three years older. So, but around our age. Not you, Jessica, because you're the baby. you're a baby. And he's from uh, Bakersfield, California. Now, he had a typical upbringing like nothing really ex- extraordinary there um his parents divorced and his dad moved to Washington and he stayed to live with his mom now <clears throat> growing up his teenage years Zach was very awkward because he was six seven wow right and very tall very lengthy have you seen some of the pictures Jessica? yes yes yeah, so he's He's very tall and lanky. And you know, like, in your teenage years. I hope they make the a movie, because this would be a good movie. Oh, I mean. yes, it would. Yes, it would. Oh. would you, would you watch it? Cause you, I would watch life. it cause I know the backstory. Okay. okay. So getting back to that, his friends, like he had a cool group of friends and they said he was hilarious, like he was, well, everybody wanted to, you know, get to know him because, but like, he was so tall that he kind of like stood out. You know how it is for the teenage years when you stand out. I mean, when you're six seven, you're standing out no matter how old right? you are. But the teenage years or... Oh, right. So he was nominated, That's a poor guy. Right. So he was nominated for homecoming king. Okay. And he wanted it really bad, but he lost. And so he considered that like a failure because he like let people down, like let his family down. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't win homecoming king. Okay. Hey, I didn't so, get that on TikTok. I just researched this on the TikTok. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. Right. That's, I don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, don't know. Why I'm t- that's why I'm telling you all of this. Because if you just look at it one way, I want to give you more information. Because it did change my mind when I researched like the background and stuff. Allie wants to know what's the name of the documentary and where it's, where yeah. it's located. Or oh, Zach and Addie. somebody linked it. Addy did Excellent. Link it, I think. Thank Yay. you. Thank you, Addy. Oh my God. Addy. Yeah, we just had some you. great fans already. Well, All right. That's also the name of our fifth. Ooh. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh, Addy. No. I don't know. I, right. I, I, that's creepy too. That's a little <laughs> creepy. Like, right. right. A little creepy. Okay. So Zach, after he lost Homecoming King, he decided to move to Washington with his dad. <laughs> now, his dad, was more like wanted to be his friend than his Love. father, so they decided that they were going to take a road trip across the country. And they went to like all of these happening spots to drink and stuff because, well, his dad was an alcoholic too. But uh. that's how that he ended up in New Orleans. He just they liked New Orleans, so his dad moved down here, and he actually enrolled at school. I don't know what school. But um, he enrolled in school here for a little bit. But after he turned 18, he decided school wasn't for him. So he dropped out of school and he became a bartender. Now, when he was a bartender, he uh, met and fell in love with a stripper from Texas. Her name was Lana. So Lana was just visiting New Orleans like on a weekend girls trip. Mm -hmm. And that's when she met Zach. And then, like, they immediately started dating, and then she moved here. So it was very quick. Mm-hmm. And early in their relationship, Lana gets pregnant. Yep. And they had a, a little boy named Jackson. Now, Lana says that when, oh, here's another thing. Lana was 10 years older than Zach. So oh, she was a cool girl. She was 28 when he was 18, and they got, she got pregnant, and they got married. And so him being eighteen, you know, he was kind of like immature and stuff. But Lana says that when Zach became a father and he held his baby for the first time, it flipped a switch. He became, you know, instantly in love with Jackson. This is totally not what I was thinking with this Zach. Keep going. Wait, wait, this is just background. This is just background. Okay, so then they got married. Lana and Zach got married. They actually got in ma- got married at St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans. Oh wow! And like visitors attended their their <laughs> wedding. They were allowed to attend the wedding, but on the night nice before, they got what I would call them. Wait, what? There's some free-spirited people. Oh yes. Oh definitely. So, but the night before Lana and Zach got married, um, she found out she was pregnant. <laughs> -hmm. And she had a little girl named Lily. So now Zach has two kids, and he's like, you know Mm -hmm. what? I got to stand up and be a father. So he got his GED and then he went into the military. Okay. Now, this was in 2000. Well, you know what? Or beginning of 2001. You know what happened at the end of 2001? Right. Right? 9 11. 9 11. So, oh. he signed up for the military, dum, dum, dum. right, before shit hit the face. Right? Yes. Literally. And he, he eventually, he was deployed, and then he served in Kosovo and Afghanistan. Oh wow. Now his unit was really close, they were a young group, I mean, 18 years old, these guys, right? And they were young, and they were very tight-knit. Well, one of their, Zach's closest friends in his unit was Rachel. She was 19 and she was killed. And a lot of his friends were killed from his unit. Oh. Cause he was, um, like the Humvee artillery, tank artillery or Humvee artillery. Like he mm-hmm. was on the front line. He was on the front line. Yeah. Okay. And then when he, um, he befriended an Iraqi, a little girl. Mm hmm. And he would, like, give her candy. Well, she was murdered. So, between Rachel, his friend Rachel dying, and the little Iraqi girl. And then he became really, really close with an Iraqi boy who um, his family owned a store. And so, he would bring, like, ice and Coca-Cola to the the soldiers. Hmm. Well, when the other people found out that he was helping the, the soldiers. soldiers, the insurgents, they blew up his family store, and <gasps> he died. That's terrible. See, I didn't right. know all this. I knew he was in the army, but I didn't know how he got the. He pizza suffered pizza. such loss. Right. <laughs> so when in the four years that he served, he lost a lot okay. of people that were very close. So right there, that's PTSD. He had right, serious right. PTSD. This story was written, with a book called Shake Off the Devil by Ethan Brown. And he interviewed a lot of his unit, of Zach's unit. And they said he was the best guy. Don't say anything bad about him, even though he murdered somebody. But he was a good guy and everybody loved him. Now, the book, it, a lot of people are saying that the book is biased because number one Ethan Brown puts how we treat our soldiers Um, because that came back from from serving and the PTSD was unchecked mm -hmm. like we really need to do more for our soldiers. We totally do. We do. Yeah, That was a lot of stuff that I saw on TikTok. That was a big part of what I saw was that people were using this story as a way of saying we have got to do better as a country. that's right. just ethically failing. Right, and things so like so many soldiers come back with PTSD. They're not given the resources they need to deal with the real world. Right after and right dealing with that. Yeah, but like even when he was there, um, he, after losing so many people and just being. Just miserable. Mm-hmm. Zach started failing his PT tests so he can get out of the army. Oh, okay. so he was eventually in PT, with a physical trained, physical trained. Yeah. So he would like fail them on purpose, but so so he they, could get out. Right. It was a way out. Right. Now they did let him out, but they let him out not with an honorable discharge. Oh no. Um, the, he was. Let out on a general, general honorable discharge. So he was uh-huh. let out honorable. Like he didn't have a dishonorable discharge. Oh, but this was good. Not really, because mm-hmm. I think from what I understand is that the army found out that he was failing his PT on purpose, and honest. so they, yeah, so oh. they gave him a general honorable discharge. And you can't get benefits, and like, oh. you lose your VA rights when you get general honorable discharge? Oh no! So, when Zach was taken out or was honorable, general honorable discharge, he came back and Lana was pissed because he did this for her and their kids. And so they break up, and I think Lana actually got a boyfriend while Zach was overseas. He, he saw all of that stuff in Afghanistan. He came back. He was general honorable discharge. His wife was cheating on him. That's he a bad to- That's a whole bad day. Bad, right? bad, bad. And it just gets worse. Oh, my gosh. So- oh <laughs> Danielle's said trifling. Yeah, trifling. Right. He comes back to New Orleans, and he's working as a bartender, and that's where he meets Abby. Okay. Okay. So Addie was twenty nine years old. She's like two years older than Zach, and she's from Durham, North Carolina. Okay. And she was had an unstable childhood. When she was twelve years old, she was hospitalized with a UTI because she was sexually molested, oh. and it was so bad that she got infections. Okay. Aww. But she really was like she was living a bohemian lifestyle. She, I think of, you know, like those hippie girls, like flowers in their hair and hips. She looks like. Yeah, that's Addie. Zach really liked Addie, but Addie didn't like Zach when they first met. So, Zach decided he was going to woo Addie. Okay. So, this is what he did. So, she, he worked 10 to 2 at this bar in New Orleans. So he, like, made pretty good money because that's when everybody goes out. But Addie worked the 2 to 10 shift, the morning people, at a bar in New Orleans. So she didn't make a lot of money. But Zach would stay at the bar after his shift and talk to Addie. So that's he, like, she kind of gave in because, you know, he was, like, He was very persistent. Right. And, oh, hold this. There was also two people, two people that worked at the bar, Squirrel, because that's going to be important later. And woo, Margaret Ch- Sanchez. All right, Margaret Sanchez and Squirrel, and she's going to be important later. Okay. All right. So now Addie was battling her own. D- she was she was bipolar. She was um, diagnosed bipolar, and she would drink l- She was drinking a lot. She would do drugs, and she was mean drunk. Uh, All of her always. friends said, you know those kind of people. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. When they drink, it's they're the nicest person in the world, but when they drink, it's like yeah. great. Plus, That's she was person. bipolar, Hello. so the drinking doesn't help. And her friend said that she would find your insecurity mm-hmm. and use it against you when she was drunk. You know those um, people that like put the knife in and twist, no pun intended, but... Is that what happened to Addie? Go away. Twisted. Wait. Wait. Okay, so Zach and Addy are bartenders and they're living in New Orleans. Okay, this 2004-2005. Okay. And Katrina hits. Katrina hits, gotcha. Okay, so now Lana, remember Zach, uh, Lana and his Zach's two kids are living in New Orleans. Okay. So when you know, people were jetting out of the city, Lana was like, hey, come with us. You know, be Here for your kids, and you can bring Addie. Like, she was very she, she didn't care that he was anything ah. else, right? So, she was like, um, yeah. Let's evacuate together as a family. Bring your girlfriend, you yeah. just want to be safe. Yeah, well, Zach and Addie decided to, to stay in New Orleans for Katrina and wait it out. You know, the hurricane wasn't the part of that ruined New Orleans, right? It's when the levees the grew. levees broke, that ruined New Orleans. But the French Quarter is lifted a little bit, so and that's where they were living. So they didn't lose everything, but they went in survival mode because they no water, no. It was naked and gray. Besides, like, they enjoyed it. That's what everybody on my M was saying. They really yes. liked it. Yeah, they loved not having to report to anybody, not having to go to work, not having to pay bills because of the hurricane. They were even going and help people like clean up. Oh, that's Right? Good. So, and they were so in love at this time. Cause they were like together in this crazy... Work. During this crazy time, right. working and together, saving people. people. Yeah. It, it kinda, kinda like, like bonded. It bonded them. Yes. Okay. And they were <laughs> <laughs> look for the bartenders that, that stayed in the area. They were, they had the restaurant and bar out of their apartments where like wow. people would come. And like they had a lot of stories written about them. They were the survivors yeah. of Katrina who was staying there. You could go and look up articles. The New York Times did a whole feature on them, how they were young and in love, but they stayed and they're doing, they're in survival mode and they're doing all of this. And helping people. And helping people. They were the folk heroes of Katrina. Yeah, The king and queen of New Orleans. I'm shaking just thinking about, like, I am My spirits coming as i'm telling this story you know because i told y'all last night when i was doing the final touches on this like i had to leave like i was watching all this shit on and she got, starved, and, I to got scary. and i had to watch an episode of friends to like get, um, me, out out the- yeah, to get me out of the mindset of this craziness yep because it's crazy okay Okay, let's go. So, Zach and Addie were, like, the king and queen of New Orleans Katrina. Now, here's the part. This is why I told you, like, where they're from and gave you some background. Mm -hmm. Because they were saying, like, they were true New Orleanians when both of them were not from. They were not from New Orleans. But, like, because they stayed and roughed it out and they're doing all of this cool stuff, we're the true New Orleans people. We didn't leave New Orleans. And all the people who left, they're not true to the city. I'm sorry, but I left. Me and my family left for this Ida because I don't want to die. The sorry. yeah, right. I'm never staying for another hurricane yeah, ever again. Yeah, a lot of people said that this one was the one that they're. Not, it's not. It's not worth it. But anyway, all right, back and Addie. So yes. So they embraced their their free spirited lifestyle of Katrina. And here's something cool: is that you know there was a lot of looting. After Katrina mm-hmm. and food and the liquor that they were given in their restaurant and bar that they were serving there were stolen. And they would, the police would come around and check. But Addie, because she is a go getter and she <laughs> wants the police to come and check on their apartment, make sure they're safe. So she would flash them <laughs> to get them to come around. And they came around and make sure that they were okay. Because let's go see the girl flashing. That's how you That's how how in New Orleans, though. Let's be real, baby. Right? How you doing down there? So, I mean, I personally... Oh, Addie. Would not oh, be flashing the, pol- the police, but... Don't flash the police. Addie, I digress. Come on now. Okay, so as things start getting back to normal and they start letting people back into the city, <laughs> Zach and Addie totally rebelled against <laughs> they wanted to stay crazy. Yeah, up. they yes. wanted to stay in yes. yes. environment. They yeah, wanted, it. It. They, they loved the no responsibility yeah. life. Right. Right. But a couple of things was wrong here. Number one, you gotta remember, Addie was bipolar. Right. She was on her meds. She was on medicine and Nobody. nobody Yeah, there was no meds getting in New Orleans. Correct. So, she got off her meds and she never went back home. That's true. Trouble, right. trouble, trouble, trouble. Stay on your meds, kids. Right. So, meds. Especially if, you have ki- if you're have your parent and you have kids on meds, make the kids take the medicine. Watch them take so, it, too. So the teachers don't have to take theirs. I had to go to the doctor last week to get mine up. Because <laughs> y'all ain't taking it. <laughs> then, in the getting back to normalcy, they um, were rebelling. They were rebelling. But remember that Negan brought in the National Guard to, like, stop the looting and stuff. Right. So they, the 82nd Airborne came into the city. And actually, Zach and Addie watched the troops come in. And that triggered Zach's PTSD. PTSD. And Addie's not on any meds. So they just crazy crazy. So you see where Too this crazy. is going. This flying around, living that bad crazy. life. Right. And plus, there's one more thing to add to all of that. So when Addie was going into a grocery store to loot for the food and alcohol, she was uh, she was assaulted. So that brought back her sexual molestation when she was a kid. So recipe for disaster, people recipe for disaster. And there was a lot of drinking and a lot of drugs yep. that they were doing during this time. No medication for the mentally ill. Right. Oh, and Squirrel, <laughs> what their drug dealer. Squirrel. So he would give them cocaine because they helped him like they stayed on, like stayed with them and took care of Squirrel. And then he would give them drugs. That great plan. Great plan. Squirrel. Squirrel. I told you to remember Squirrel. I remember Squirrel. Now, remember Lana, the ex wife, mm-hmm. okay, she had, she didn't know if he was dead or alive. She, she had, she had evacuated, evacuated with their children. Right. And he chose to stay. <laughs> and so, and they hadn't heard, his kids hadn't heard from him in a while. So they started asking, like, where's daddy? And Lana, she was trifling, but she told that daddy was working with the Red Cross, helping people and, like, helping people. So, way to go, Lana. Way to go, Lana. uh, You're trifling because you cheated while Mm -hmm. your man was overseas, but at least you kept your kids, you know, their daddy was, like, a hero to them in their eyes. Right. Point for Lana. Point for Lana.
1: So, point for Lana.
0: Don't get too excited, but some. I so, then after the storm, things are coming back to normal. Zach decides, oh, I want to see my kids. Okay. After they hadn't been there for a while. So, Lana, again, was saying, okay, well, I mean, you're their father, so you can see them. But I need to be adding to. And at first, adding, remember, Zach loved his kids. Like, he went into the military for them. Right? Right. Um. So, Addie's all about the kids at first, so she like went. And bought, when she was she like, medicated? No, like oh. this was after, but right after the storm. Oh, so, okay. okay. So she was, yeah, great. You have kids. Yay. You want to buy them clothes and you know the honeymoon stuff. phase. I like to call the that the hun- honeymoon, the honeymoon phase. So I love that, jazz. Because after a little while, the honeymoon Addie over. Just like the after the first week of school, over the honeymoon, people, their true colors start coming out. And Addie re- refused to speak to Lana, but then she also refused to speak to the kids. And they were coming over like every other weekend or whatever. And so she would just ignore them? Yeah, she wouldn't speak to them. And they were seven and five at this time. So they were like young kids. They thought, oh, Zaddy's girlfriend doesn't like us. Yeah. And then she told that. When your kids come over, you have to go to the hotel with them if you want to be with them. Because she didn't want anything to do with them. Because she's still not medicated. Right. And so, Zach would, like, go with his kids to the Omni Royal Hotel. Let them swim and stuff. That's going to be important. Because remember, we're talking... <laughs> End of August, beginning of September. So it's not all these cold. little pieces are starting to like go that way. Now that I got some fat, right? We got creepers on. Still watching. Oh my There's god, seven so girl creepers. They are commenting up a storm. Oh good, 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 good. Okay, so um, now this point was brought up in my research, without which I thought was was cool. Remember, Addie has bipolar. She's bipolar. So maybe that had something to do with at first she was like, Oh, woohoo. Yeah. She was in the manic phase. And then she was like, No, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> because she was bipolar. Right. right. She couldn't help herself. Right. It's not she like had she a was highs and lows. Yeah, she wasn't, you know, it was yeah, But she would, choice. like, the kids said that she would like go out drinking and, and, and drugging all night and then come home and lock the kids out of their bedroom. She just did not want. She didn't want to share. Maybe that's it. She didn't want to share. She was jealous. jealous. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But she should have got back with her story. It did not Mm -hmm. go well. The, this wasn't good for Addie. The, I don't want anything to do with your kids. So now Zach and Addie were starting to have huge fights. I guess so. She was very verbally abusive and physically abusive to him. Now, people said, witnesses says that they never saw Zach physically abuse her. But one time she, um, they both got drunk and blacked out. And the next day she woke up with bruises. But neither one of them know how she got them. So, I mean, we're talking knockout, drag out fights, right? Yep. Wow. and then they were, like, breaking up and getting very, it was very tough. Back and forth. Right. It was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. I love you. I hate you. They would take each other out of the apartment, but then beg the other one to come back. And then in August of 2006, Addie was actually arrested because her and Zach were in a fight, and she got mad, and she left the apartment and pulled a gun on your stranger in the street. Stop it. So, like, she was fighting and I hate you. Okay. Oh, on on oh else. Allie said maybe she knew that it was best for them slash safer to not be around her with like the kids to be around her. Ooh. I like that, but I think she was just a bit <laughs> <laughs> very bipolar. Talking about the death. <laughs> so, so when she was arrested, Zach refused to post her veil. And oh so that also. Added to the shit. Yeah. And Zach became really depressed because they were always fighting. And so to cheer himself up, Zach started visiting a gay bar. And he begins to cheat on Addie with a guy. Did not hear that in my tiki soggies I knew the cheating part, did not know the opposite part, which I'm all wait, oh, it, was, it Wait. Wait. But that was not. Let me tell you how <laughs> Addie gets back at Zach for cheating on him. Okay. Okay. So, so Elena, Lana, Lana <laughs> cheated on Zach. Yes, Zach is now cheating on Addie. and Addie, remembers all of her relationships were crappy because she was crappy. Right? Trappy. She was. Now, I will say, let me put this little caveat in it. In the book "Shake Off the Devil" that Ethan Brown wrote, a lot of people said that his book is one-sided because it victim. It's victim blaming and so a lot of the stuff about addy were true but he made it in the book it's made more that not that she deserved anything that she got but it was more prozac she got it she had it coming for her type thing right then then both of them you know because it takes two to tank yes it does okay so zach is realizes he's bisexual but he's still closeted Okay, and he starts having this relationship with a man when Addie finds out she is pissed. And bipolar. Right. Pissed and bipolar. And bipolar. And turning, going out in the street and getting a gun on somebody. So not a person you want to mess Drinking, with. Drinking, drugging. Drugs. Yes. So <laughs> like, when they would. And remember, I told you that Addie, her friend said, like, she likes to put the knife in and twist it. So because, um, Zach was still closeted with his bisexuality, Addie would use that when they would fight and in the streets oh. when they were fighting, call him the F word and oh. like embarrass him in front of his friends and the patrons at his bar oh, So wow. Addie, She's not. She nice. is not nice. She uh, is not nice. nice. Right. So. <laughs> but that wasn't good enough. Mom and Dave, Bonnie and Clyde. Right. But, but that still wasn't good enough for Addie. calling him. She wanted revenge. She wanted revenge. So she got Zach's phone and called every woman in his phone. And told them that he had AIDS. And then deleted all their numbers. Oh, my God. So, she's vindictive. Yes. Right. She is. Oh, my God. Which is what her friends would say. That when she would get drunk, she. Remember we were talking about blackout. Yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So, she had some oh demons God. that she, she was battle. She had some demons. Demons. I don't know if you call it that. Wait. Right. Right. So because they're breaking on and off and they're doing all of this stuff at this time, Addie is um desperate for money. She's, she is, her friend said that she would use quarters to buy groceries because now one of the reports that I said that I read, but I haven't had any corroboration, um, with this, but they said that Zach and Addie took a trip to Oregon or like Washington because his dad moved back there, like somewhere in the Northeast because uh, to work on their relationship. It was their last stitch effort to work on their relationship. So they took a trip together. But I only heard one thing that said that. So I'm not really sure about that. If but we know, real. right? That's legit. But we know that, that I didn't hear that. Addie, Addie was in the poorhouse and she didn't have any money. So, She decides. Her and Zach, they say, "I'm gonna. Let's make one more last-ditch effort. We're gonna work on this. We're gonna work. We're gonna try really hard." But they decide to move in together, and they sign a lease. But remember, Addie doesn't have any money, so she convinces Zach to put first and last month's rent down. Now, remember, he has child support that he's paying, plus he's supporting himself. Now he's getting an apartment (laughs) with Addie who is on again, off again, and very vindictive. Why would he do that? Why he, 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 loves? he loves her. Okay. He broke it. Right. She was so mean to So they him. sign a lease at 826 North Rampart Street. And this is October 2nd, 2006. Okay. Now, 826 North Rampart Street is an apartment on top of a voodoo temple, a voodoo spiritual temple. Wow. Okay. Not the best place. Oh, and guess who recommended or Zach found this apartment, but the boyfriend that he was cheating with was a real estate, a realty person. How convenient. And so I think he helped find this. It just keeps getting better apartment above the voodoo temple so that's where the voodoo comes in nice okay so that was on october 7th 2006 that they signed the lease together okay to october 4th two days later Addie goes to the landlord and says take his name off the lease i don't want him there anymore i don't want him there anymore and he does so this apartment that they just put together and sign the lease that he paid the money for for, she signs a new lease with just her her name and see on Tiki Talkies I was under the impression that the landlord told them to go and work it out well I think he was staying. like they were so happy together when they first went in because that was their they were trying to work things out Yeah. and so he was he thought when she came to sign the lease, he did it because he was okay, well, they'll get back together. Because they were so happy two yeah. days ago. Like, what could happen in two days? But when know got I think that Addie had kind of like set Zach up, made him put the he money down. Proof. Right, because he, because when she got home, this is how Zach finds out that she changed the lease. She goes home and says, this is now my apartment. <laughs> Your name's not on the lease. I'm kicking you out. I'm kicking you out. So, That's not no honest. bueno on that. No part. bueno. It was not happening. And they started fighting October 4th and it lasted a whole day. Like people were saying that they, they heard them fighting the whole time, all of the day, all day and night. And it ended up with Zach strangling Addie to death. Oh my god. Now, people said that Zach was not violent before this. Oh, it only gets worse. Right. So, if anything, Zach was the calm one in the situation. But he strangled Abby. Okay. And so, the next day, he goes to work. And then he goes on a drunken cocaine binge. And for days and days, Drinking and drugging and sleeping with whatever girl he wanted, because Addy's back at the house. Dead, dead. and it culminates to two weeks later. Zach jumps off the Omni Royal Hotel on October seventeenth, two thousand six, where he used to take his children. Yes, good. You're paying attention. You're paying attention. Yeah, with the pool, like where they would swim, because the video of of shows that he goes to the pool and he's smoking and drinking and he goes to like the edge and kind of like getting up the nerve to jump until he finally does about 8 o'clock on October 17th, 2006. Wow. Okay. Now, so are called because this man just committed suicide. Mm-hmm. At the hotel. At the hotel. And they go to check it out and he has his dog tags in a plastic bag with a note that says for police only. I'm going to read you exactly what the note says. Okay. Okay, quote. This is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took. If you send a patrol car to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend, Addie, in the oven, on the stove, and in the fridge, along with a full documentation on both of us and a full signed confession from myself. Wow. Let me take that. Let, let me give you a moment to take that all in. The multiple places for me. That's the, right? that's the, that's the weird part. Right. Okay. All of it is weird. <laughs> so... So, the police go to 826 North Rampart, which is above the Voodoo Spiritual Temple, mm-hmm. okay? And they, the apartment is trashed. There's um unpacked moving boxes, because remember, they just moved in. Um, Cigarette butts on the floor, empty alcohol bottles, empty beer bottles. And on the wall, oh, the air conditioner okay. was turned. Was what? On 60 degrees. Yeah, 60 degrees. Now, remember, it was two weeks that they had from when they got this bike. So, 60 degrees, they said it felt like a morgue refrigerator or like a meat locker. It was so cold in there. And the walls around had messages written in black spray paint. And they were, one was, call my wife, Lana Bowen, with her phone number. Total failure. Oh, and right under Lana's, it said, I loved her. The, um, above his bed on the ceiling said, Please help me stop the pain. In the bathroom, it said, I'm sorry I couldn't finish. And on the wall, it said, Look in the oven. So they go ahead and look. When they go to the oven, it's also spray painted, Don't look. Hey, because when in he was the after oven, him, he was like, "Look," but like then he went and was like, "Yeah." yeah he, he was, was like, like, "No, don't look." I changed r- my mom. I wouldn't have looked. No, no, I wouldn't have looked. No, but I wouldn't have looked. In the oven was a tin foil pan with arms and legs burnt to a crisp, seasoned, seasoned with what seasoning, Tommy? That seasoning. So <clears> in the oven. Roasted, arms and legs, on the burner of the stove with a pot containing an unrecognizable head. Cajun! What? Danielle, you wronged for that. (laughs) Hashtag. i calling them. Hashtag (laughs) black. That's not funny. Like, that, Addie, please don't come home tonight. No, please do not. (laughs) Okay, and then the in the fridge, they can Please don't come on me, because I'm sitting on the side of her, okay? And she's talking about, we don't want to evoke the spirit. Right. And then in the fridge, Hashtag they... Hashtag in the poor dead girl. Okay, so, severed hands in the oven, head in a pot on the stove, hands and feet in a, another pot, and her, her torso is in a garbage bag in the refrigerator. In the icebox. So he was very angry, I feel like, for him to do all of this. Yes, to say the least. I think angry is an understatement. I feel like he just didn't know what to do. Like, I feel like he just kept making, like, poor decisions. Like, just like, he's like, this will fix it. And no, no, baby, no. Let's put some seasoning on it. No, baby. (laughs) And he also, when details leaked to the press, they said he... Sexually assaulted yes. her corpse and slept next to her her corpse for a couple of days. So this is oh, so he had killed her and then slept by her dead. Not he so bad. Sexually assaulted her corpse and then slept next to it. And then um, can't feel is, too bad if you did it and slept with it. This is how. This is what Zach said cause there was an eight-page confession in Addie's journal. And Zach says, she had stolen this apartment, tried to kick me out, then would not shut the fuck up. So I calmly strangled her. Calmly. It was very quick. I calmly strangled her. After sexually defi- defiling the body a few times, I was posed with the question of how to dispose of the corpse. Hmm. That's my, <laughs> that's my biggest thing is after you kill somebody, <laughs> what do you do with the body? Calmly, yeah, Allie, it. calmly. Calmly strangled. Right. That's a thing. That's a, that's a thing now. Yeah, calmly strangled her. It was very quick. He goes on to say, I came home, moved the body to the tub, got a saw and hacked off her hands and feet and head. Put her head in the oven after giving it an awful haircut. Put her hands I'm and I'm going to give her a fob. <laughs> That was bad. I'm I think sorry. it was like more of a You're not pixie making fun cup. of her own pixie. Cup. Put her head in the oven after giving it an awful haircut. Put her hands and feet in the water on the range. Got tired after a while. I got drunker and some hours later turned off the stove, filled the tub with water, and passed out. That's Zach's report. Now, remember, after he did all this, he went to work the next day. Yeah, like. It ain't no, and then he ain't no bad right. no check And then came home and put her body in the bathtub. Got a hacksaw at night and spent the entire night cutting up her body because he had the weekend off. So what'd you do? I'm not tightening people up, but he did it calmly. Calm. He calmly killed her. So I'm calmly. gonna strangle you. Then he also says in his note, due to laziness laziness i spent most of the time coked up in various bars with different girls i scared myself this is okay this is the part because at first i was like okay he's got ptsd like you said jessica he was making bad choices but listen to this part i scared myself not by the action of strangling the woman i loved for one and a half year. But my entire lack of remorse, I decided to quit my job and spend $1,500 in cash I had being happy and kill myself. So, Addie's body continued to rot for four days, and then he sti- decided to cook the parts in the oven. Because that was the way to dispose of it. Oh. I mean... Right? There's nothing to say. And he goes on to say, he finishes his note with a list of regrets. Friends, jobs, military, marriage, love. Every last one of these, I failed. He also burned himself with a cigarette 28 times for each year of his life. Oh. For each year, he was a failure. He roasted and charged her, and there's no evidence that he ate her, but he wanted to roast her to dispose of her body, but here's the kicker in the two weeks that he's with Addie's rotting corpse in his apartment. He calls Lana and wants to see his kids Oh! Hey. and she said Lana said like he was in a good mood when they didn't good know, mood she dropped off I the mean kid. his his like, whole problem was just <clears throat> so I mean. She said well, he was I in do. a good mood. He was happy. He gave her $600. I her bet he did. Support, and he asked for the kids the next weekend. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between them he decided to kill himself. Now, Danielle said our system is failing our vets at a sick, but so much could have been avoided. I agree. Yes, and then Mickey yes. said, I wonder if he harmed animals as a child. Probably. He would uh, call it a one well, strangling puppy. He strength. had a normal, a normal child. Now, his neighbor, a man named John Boutique, remembers the bathroom light from their apartment being all, being on all night, the night of the murder. And this is, this is where I started getting the frissons. Because. Oh, my you drawings. didn't have them yet. Because. <laughs> because he strangled <laughs> What? No, Allie said, "Yeah, he calmly strangled puppies. <laughs> like this is not gonna hurt." <laughs> well, I'm not crazy because I'm not. You know, he wasn't right. like being aggressive and right. stuff, so it's like not really bad. But, if, but I'm gonna calm and strangle right. right now. But re- I'm gonna <laughs> strangle you. You know, like you, you know, right? I don't but know remember. We- but remember, let's go back to what we learned about voodoo that the religion invokes spirits. Mm. And they lived on top of a voodoo temple. So was it a spirit? So, okay. So, because he was never violent right. is, is my question. Was it a voodoo spirit or something from the downstairs that do. went upstairs and got these people and Zach didn't do nothing? He didn't do none of that. So a neighbor John Boutique He said that the he lived in that apartment. And he said it gave him a weird vibe when he was living in there. And before Zach and Addie moved in, when he lived there, he actually got a priest to come over and bless the apartment before he left. Because he said uh, he lived in other units. And he said it was just that apartment that Mm. gave him a bad feeling. And the night of the murder, he watched that light. Okay, this is where... I started getting creepy last night. He said that that Mm -hmm. night, he thought he saw someone on his balcony, but he went to see it, and there was nobody there. He said he saw shadow figures in the backyard. He said, quote, this is an old city with old spirits. Don't tempt them. Mm -hmm. Here's another interesting thing that I didn't tell you about voodooism. Um, there they in the um Haitian voodoo culture, they sacrifice animals in their rights, cooking and eating their carcasses. Mm. So he can send it out of the animal and hate to sacrifice it. Well he may have not even done it. It might have been the voodoo stuff. He like, might have not been aware. He may have not been aware. He did it. Now he no it. not he did it he but he didn't want to do it. it wasn't uh, no, like, he didn't, I think that PTSD and all the leaving them between the day. So, so here's, okay. So let me finish. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So three days after killing Addy, the smell was suddenly horrifying to him. He went to plan B of living his best time until he killed himself. Now, When Lana heard about where Zach killed himself and how the video showed that he was at the pool, she said that it was kind of like that was his middle finger to her because that's where he had taken the kids. Mm -hmm. And, and the kids have been scarred from this. Oh, I'm I'm sure. sure. Here we are. Yeah. I'm scarred. But okay. So here's, (laughs) right? Right. I'm scared. So here's my question. His friend said this was not Zach's behavior at all. Remember, his military friends mm-hmm. said that he was the best yeah. person with them. So, did he snap? Was his it was it his mental Ill- illness or his PTSD going untreated, or was it something supernatural? You, you know the mental health we have already talked about how he he couldn't get VA um, benefits, but They're not there to help these guys who have PTSD. So the PTSD was established. Well, for both of them, they both had PTSD from their lives, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of didn't go to it went together until while it was good until it did until it did right. Um, Allie said he probably killed her and then took the voodoo spirit. Over after the murder and wrote the letter with that cut up Addie and talk and talked to Zach talk Zach into killing himself. So it happened. Oh. so appeared after like he did it and then like the killing made the like made the spirit come right. into him because remember there was yes. kind of, of he evoked the spirit it, it went into him mm-hmm. once he killed her. But he said he calmly killed her, so that's- Well, he point. wrote the letter after. So in her, in her theory, then the, 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 the evil spirit was writing that and saying that With he was calmly. The- he was watching, he calmly did it. Oh, okay, I see. That, because it's, a, an evil spirit would come. Adi that. was uh, offering to the spirit is what happened. Oh! Said. That's what I, I was wondering. That. That's what I was wondering. Or was welcome to the You it. just throw in sacrifice. a sacrifice. Was that what? the ultimate sacrifice? Because he said I have to kill myself because of the life I took. Yeah, he was the ultimate sacrifice. So in 2016, paranormal you can go to the, their apartment. It's a tourist attraction. Really? Yes, and it's the same field trip. No, 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 I don't want to go there. Not no voodoo. See, there's certain things I'm scared of, like really, really scared of, and like voodoo. Because in the skeleton key, remember, it was they couldn't hurt her until she believed. Oh, No. Once she started believing, I don't believe. Then I don't believe. Right. Instead of I do believe, I do believe. It's gonna be like, no, I Girl, don't I believe. believe anything. I'm patholic, so I don't believe I'm about like deities that. and voodoo doll. Well, I don't know. I think glee happens. Like, I think people can put hexes on you, but oh, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, 2000- we can damage people is what we get in the comments. So in 2016, the show Paranormal Lockdown got an EVP. Mm-hmm. With the with uh saying you are not alone, strangled to death. Mm-hmm. Now let me give you one more twist before we recap. Ooh, Addie's best friend, Margaret Sanchez. Remember, mm-hmm. I told you what I told you to remember her. And yeah, Squirrel, with right? And Squirrel was the drug dealer. So glad you paid. And the hotel where he killed himself was where he used to take his kids to right? go swimming. Another piece of the puzzle. So, Margaret Sanchez and her boyfriend, who was a sex offender, Terry Speaks, on in June 7th, 2012, murdered a stripper named Jaron Lockhart, dismembered her body, and it washed up on the beach in Bay St. Louis. Great. Right. So, her best friend, Addie's best friend, also murdered someone. A stripper. Remember, Addie didn't like Lana, who was a stripper. Right. Addie was dismembered and her best friend was dismembered a stripper and with a sex offender. Now, maybe the sex offender, her boyfriend Terry, maybe he violated the body. I'm not sure. I haven't gone into it. Oh but do you see the parallels? If Addie's best friend killed her, killed Addie. No, I don't think no, because Zach said he did it. Zach said he did it because he had the Haitian spirit in <laughs> his body. Right. So is it didn't jump to the best friend because she had been there. And that's the thing when this stuff just starts jumping around, what it you think? do? Uh, so that's the story. Of that's Jack. what I think, Too much is. That's what I think. I think he just went crazy. They local in the cocoa. But I think he was crazy before. I think they both were crazy and it was just not a good situation. it was very toxic. I do believe in a, a spirit. The spirit may have, the, or whatever, the dark force in that apartment made him crazy. It made him do this. Well, here's the thing, when I first heard about this, I was like, oh my god, above a, a voodoo temple, he was, what's it called, when you- he, he was possessed. He was possessed. But then once, once I learned the story of them mm. and his background, mm-hmm. maybe he—it was just mental illness. Maybe he was just pushed to the brink, and he said she wouldn't shut the Two fuck up. don't make a right. That's true. you know. But you always say like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna kill you. He did. He yeah. was not mincing words. He calmly strangled her. When he said something, he meant it. Well, I'm glad I didn't know Zach. Before all of this, wow. so recap. What do you think? I What's really, your final thought? On my this? final thought on this. is... First of all, did you like it? I loved was it. it. Was I it loved all that it. I promised? Jessica, was it all that? Oh my it god! Was when not I not what I thought I, at all. I not checking so. So I really feel like the Voodoo Apartment had a lot. To do with them, so I don't know, like, like with the murder and in the in and the suicide, and right? Stuff. Like it was the, like a roller coaster, and that was the tipping. That point. was the tipping point, and it was like the dark forces, no medicine, all of that.
1: I uh, truly uh,
0: the, think if they would have not went to the voodoo, don't do drugs. Eight twenty six North Rampart Street. If they would not have moved there, that they could have broken up. They could have broken up and, and and I agree with that. Made a ha- I, been a I you, you. So think what happened anywhere. Cocaine follows you. So skepticism. You don't think Cocaine follows <laughs> you. What does that mean? Cocaine follows, follows you. 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 You can't, you. You can't go anywhere. It alerts in the night. You can't go anywhere without So cocaine. you think this was all drug-related? Right? I think it was the mixture of drugs, alcohol, and already his very fragile mental state. Knowing what right. I know about just alcohol and how it affects people, normal yes. people, everyday right. life people. I, I can't imagine what that would do to someone who probably should have been on medication and a was long time of it. In, a long time therapy. ago. Because I just, I feel like I've learned a lot about mental illness in the last couple of years since I had um postpartum, and yes. I, I just. I just feel like you can't control it, and I feel bad yeah. that he couldn't control it, but then I also like, like he should Cause have. Because it really else. is a disease. It's it like is. cancer. Oh, definitely. And depression. Depression. Like, anxiety. Yeah. When I am in a depression, I don't know that I'm in a depression, but there my there mom no appeared in my voice. Wait, what'd you say, just There's no coming back. When you get, when you're in that mode. Right. Oh, when I'm in it, I don't get the depression part. I get the anxiety part. Like there ain't nothing, right. there ain't nothing besides medicine fixing that. There ain't no, right? Ain't no nothing. You just have, you just have to go through it. You have yep. to ride the roller coaster, ride right like, away. Like you can't, yeah. you, oh, can't. you don't calmly strangle someone. Just get right. I'm not gonna calmly right. strangle anyone. Yes, please don't. Was I, it a good domestic violence played a part too? I, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. a lot of different like people can only handle so, so much. much. We may not be physically ill, but we're mentally not mentally ill. But that's not what I mean. But we have a. It's not a physical sim- sickness. Our mental health the more important right. than our physical health. So go ahead and take the sick days that you have. So we want to hear your comment. What do you think? Number one about the story, like. Was it a good pick it meant right in the comments, number two, what do you think happened with Zach and Addie? Give us your comments, and we'll call that a wrap. and we're gonna chat again if same time, same channel if y'all are up for it got a, do you got one we we should be prepared for, or are you still well here's my question. I got two that I'm going back and forth, so I need your votes. And people in the comments. Can we do a poll? I saw that yeah. we could do a poll. Oh, yes. So the people, which one we're going to do? Yeah. Okay, so. Let's let a creepers pit. Okay, creepers. What do you want to hear? Okay. Okay, hit that desk. So you're let's done. just talk about, let's just make sure, let's all make sure that we don't want any spirits. No spirits. Coming anywhere. i got Jesus in me. When? So, they, just evilness can't come in if you got Jesus in your body. Okay. I have Jesus in my body, too. Oh, it's fine. Oh, are we good? Yeah. Yes, you good. Right. You got that. And, guys, for those of you who are in the group, please share this and bring more people into our group. Yes. Um, and Rainy will go and tag you like yeah. she tagged our boss last yes. Thursday. Because she, mm-hmm. she wanted to hear. And we talk about her. If I thought if I talk about you I'm gonna tell you Dang So next week, same time, same channel. Bye creepers! Bye creepers! We Bye, love Jess. You. Bye. Bye Jess! Bye Chess! You can catch us across any of our social media platforms at Twitter at True Crime Check us out on Instagram at true underscore crime underscore chess. TikTok at true underscore crime underscore chats. You can join us on our Facebook group at True Crime and Creepy Time where you can watch us live. Or send us an email at creeperschat at gmail dot com. So go ahead and hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. But until then, Creepers, just remember to keep on creeping on. And we'll see you next week.